Welcome to the Chantal Hyde Canada's Dating Coach Podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantal loves to say, let's do this. Hello. Hi. Session number seven. We've been Session seven. And I love this. I love this. I love this because we've been doing so much progress. Amazing. We really have. I, I can see it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend that I haven't seen your TikToks. I'm gonna pretend I haven't seen your TikToks, but I hope more and more people are following you and seeing the shifts that are going on in your mindset. I posted three more from our sessions today and just rewatching this and just seeing that light bulb go off. After, after that first date, like that first date that you had with the, what, oh, QT Lowe, guy? Lowe's guy. Oh, Lowe's guy. Lowe's guy. And, and I re, I watched the segment, this little part where you said, I was skeptical about this going in, but now that I've gone through the experience of taking a step back, despite how much I want to dive in, now that I've gone through that experience of taking the step back, my eyes are wide open. Okay, so <laughs> what I realized is that I just so desperately wanted to play house. You know, I just... And the key word is desperate. <laughs> you know, I was just so desperate to feel loved again and cherished again, devoured even physically. And so going into it this time with all of your principles and with you in the back of my head and also with a whole lot more self-worth and self-respect and not leading with my sexuality and not trying to hook them with my sexuality, but to really just kind of stand back and observe. Oh, you just see the ugly so fast. And it's so much more fun to just dive right in and be physical and sexy and play house. It's so much more fun to do that. And there is no accountability when, when you do that. You just, you're just like, oh, whatever, I'm in love. It's great. It's fantastic. I mean, when I go back and I watch my videos from QT Guy. Yeah. The good thing about it, I can see a silver lining in every situation, in every even when I screw up, there's still something that I learned from it. And uh, and I am grateful that that happened. I feel like it did need to happen because he reminded me again of like how I, well, a small piece of how I should be treated because I was getting, I had just gotten out of a pretty toxic relationship. So Although I ended up going back to that toxic relationship, but yeah, all of this has been so eye-opening to see my part that I have played, that I have been 
hooking men with my sexuality and pulling them in and not quite like a Jezebel, <laughs> not quite like a Jezebel demonic spirit, like is what I get accused of, but I was just playing house, just playing house and not being wise, not making informed decisions, not being a fucking adult. Right. Really, that's what it was. I wasn't being an adult about it. I was, when it came to my dating relationships, I wanted that movie fairy tale experience of meeting someone and falling in love and great sex and romance and everything just working out. And that's just not, that does happen for few people, but it's just not been my experience. So, and the more that I do this and that I post about it, actually the onslaught of all the onslaught of all the men that came after me attacking me makes me realize, yeah, I am doing the rest. Because if y'all are so mad that, that we can't kiss for three months and we're strangers, that just tells me exactly what it is y'all are after. Now, there have been other, there have been, the guys that came out saying that shit were plentiful, but there have been men that have mess, private messaged me and said, if you were local to me, I would take you out in a heartbeat. We, it's rare to find women that value themselves like you do. So I already see that they are out there and they exist. Yeah. So I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I am in our cult as people like to call you. Cult of evolution. Yes, a revel it is a revolution. The evolution revolution. It really is. And I'm okay, so today we're making my dating app. Oh yes. Profile. Okay. And I so last night I went on and reactivated my hinge app because that's the one that I I particularly like. Do you have a preference? Nope. Wherever you like to be, because you just, you could go on as many as you want because you never know when somebody's going to jump from one app to the next. Like, oh, I feel like I've been through all this. Like it's all the same people. Let's try this one. So Hinge is my favorite. Uh, I've tried Tinder. I will not do Bumble. Okay. No shade on the girls who do Bumble. I just... I don't want to be the first one reaching out. Yeah. And yesterday I also tried to set up a match.com profile because I wanted to be ready with you today with my profiles. And match just looked like a shit show. Mm -hmm. Hinge, however, hinge is my, I think my dog's trying to get into my room. Hinge has always been better quality people for me and my experience but 
how do we do this? How do you see the, my photos and stuff? Do you want me to show you what I've already made? I, I want to jump into this in a second and I'm going to lead and guide this. Okay. Couple of things that I kind of want to explain before we switch gears, if I can, about some things that you were just talking about. Okay. Something that you said was like, it was fun to play house. It was fun to kind of surrender to that. I'm going to rephrase it, but surrender to, to those initial parts of the passion and the surrender to just kind of responding to a procreation drive, which is just pure attraction without adding the logical part in and sort of having that experience for a little while where you're swept up and you're swept along and your thoughts are all excited and building the castle in the sky, right? And so good. it feels so good until it doesn't anymore. Right. And, and that's where you suffer the consequences, right? When it's, when you're not, and this is what I, I this is what I want to help everybody do is have the fun that you want to have. And that's your playtime. I want to explore my body. I want to try different people. Different people will bring different things. So I'm going to try different things as I'm doing this. This person plays in this kink. I want to explore that. This person plays in that kink. I want to explore that. This person is a bodybuilder. I want to feel what that's like to be with a bodybuilder, right? Have that exploration. And then these are here today, gone tomorrow. So if they're not the right person in terms of character and personality, you don't suffer the consequences. If, if you're looking for a relationship when you're in play mode, but they don't want a relationship, you don't suffer the consequences. So clearly dividing where you are, which takes understanding of yourself. You need to take a moment to sit with, with yourself and ask, what do I want? Where am I in my life right now? Instead of blindly seeking relationships when I, you know, maybe you should just be in play mode right now or being in play mode but trying to create that into a relationship so blurring instead of blurring the lines and suffering the consequences of the disappointment when the person you're playing with doesn't want a relationship or the person you're you're playing with to create a relationship ends up not being the right person for a relationship so I, I want to kind of separate the two have your play time and then when you want to choose a relationship get more logical about it so that you're not suffering after this intense high from playtime and then oh no this wasn't what I thought it was going to be yeah my first big relationship after my divorce was just supposed to be play like I slept with him on the first date and it was and he was this big beautiful strong man competitor and I was like and it was so fun uh and then at two months he told me that he loved me and I was falling for him too, but if I had gone at him out with him on a first date today, not even knowing who he is, just with awareness and paying attention to the red flags, I would have never had a second date, never. And I think so many people are just like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and have fun and see what happens. And because that's what I did. And then what happens is <laughs> you get really hurt yeah. and you suffer. Yes. And because you didn't go into it with intention. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. We're actually like, we have intention, we have 
standards. We have no desperation, just a lot of self-respect. And when it's so much easier when you do that to be like, no, yes, no, yes, no. Mm -hmm. Like that has blown me away by not kissing you. You literally have so much clarity, so much clarity. I, I'm, I'm just, I was really surprised by how much clarity you would have in those situations. And then like, it gets, it's to the point where it's like, I don't even want to kiss you. <laughs> you know, a guy who I initially wanted to kiss and really wanted to have sex with after I let him speak. Oh, there's this one comedian that says men will, men can talk you out of sex yes. if you just let them talk. Yes. Even too, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. so that has been surprising and I'm so grateful. Yeah. Okay. What else? So the part where you were, were, where you were leading with sex. And I, I want to touch on that because I, I don't want people to blame themselves for having done that because we live in a culture where women's sexuality is pimped out. Yes. Think about movies, think about TV shows. Our sexuality is constantly being pimped out. Think about The Bachelor. What is The Bachelor about? Pimping women's sexuality for views. So, of you know, if we're not questioning everything, then we are following. And it's natural for us to believe what we see and think this is how it is if we're not questioning what we're seeing. So I don't blame yes. anybody, including myself, because I did this too. I don't blame anyone for pimping their sexuality, for leading with sexuality, because our culture has taught us as women to do so. And you can see it in the backlash against the no kissing for three months dating rule. Wait, you're in control of your sexuality? This is wrong. Yes. And what I, but nobody says it like that. How they say it is why the rules why are you so controlling go with the flow follow your intuition like just go with the flow and my response back always is first of all that didn't work out for me that didn't work out for me at all <laughs> and second of all of course that's what you want me to do because if i go with the flow i'm following my animalistic intuition you know okay. and my procreation drive right I'm following my procreation drive yeah. and and that just leads me in bed because I'm a I'm a highly sexual being and following following my my feelings yeah will lead me into their bed every single time and that's why I think they say it so much because that's what they want. Exactly. They, the guys don't want women who are thinking logically and who are 
paying attention and making informed decisions. Yes. The men love that. Yeah. But the guys, God, they get so freaking angry at me. Withhold. How dare you withhold what I, they're watching the same media, right? Don't forget. They're watching the same media we are. And when we take control of our sexuality and say, I'm not letting anybody take it, right? They want to take it. They want to say, don't use your logic, simply respond to procreation drive. Just do what's natural. Go with the flow, you know, whenever, whenever. You said, I was responding to my feelings. I want to correct you on that. You didn't have enough time to develop feelings. You were simply responding to the procreation drive. And now yes. you're saying, look, I'm inserting logic in here because I'm more than a procreation drive. I'm more than a body. And they go, wait mm. a second. I've been watching all this media where women are just supposed to hand it over. And aren't you a sexual being? Because that's what I was taught because I see you being pimped out all the time as a sexual being. So you're withholding your sexuality. And this is so demeaning to us. I'm not withholding anything. I'm going to go have the fun that I want when I want to have it, how I want to have it. And I'm going to cut that person off here today, gone tomorrow because I don't want feelings for my fun toy. But when yes. I was for a long-term relationship, it wasn't your feelings that you were responding to is nothing more than a procreation drive because you didn't know them long enough to have actual feelings. Yes. They're all strangers. Yeah. I just want to write that down. I'm long enough to have feelings. The other big thing that I get all the time from the men is that I'm being controlling. I'm trying to control the relationship that I'm trying to lead the relationship and I'm being selfish mm -hmm. and it just blows my mind. Like, do you not understand that they're still, they're a stranger. They're not a relationship, but the entitlement and the selfishness and their control, it's a deflection. They're mad that they can't control you by stepping into your environment and claiming ownership because they showed up for a date i can't they can't control who you're going to talk to you told them no exclusivity i can't control your sexuality because you told me no kissing so they're not it's not so much that they're calling you controlling they're upset they can't control you yes and what my response always back is i'm not trying to control anybody but myself i'm just focused on three months of me not screwing you <laughs> and stop Whoa. and stop calling it a relationship you have no claim over me whatsoever this is not a partnership this is not a relationship you are nothing until i've gathered enough data to understand if you should go or you should stay but this is not a relationship and always correct them on that this is not a relationship yeah i just kind of i hate that TikTok only gives us like three sentences we can say in a commented response. It's not a relationship. Not a relationship. You have no claim over me. No kissing, no sex, no sleepovers, no exclusivity. How delusional are you to call that a relationship? How entitled and controlling of you to call this a relationship? Just because you showed up, you've earned nothing. And you know what their lovely response is every time. Well, then... You can pay for your dinner then. Yeah. And stay single. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Stay single then. Oh, goodbye. 
goodbye. And I showed my list. I showed them there's there's a list that I made and it has like all these characters, like characteristics, honest, trustworthy, loyal, work ethic, responsibility, conscientious, thoughtful. And and, and I show them this list. I say, we're not gonna stay single. We're gonna get this. You're gonna stay single. Again, it's a projection of the yes. fear. You will not be selected because we're gonna observe before select. Yes. And when you think about like Tim Tebow, this beautiful, gorgeous football player who decided to wait until he got married to have sex, which I don't really recommend that either, but to each his own. He waited and waited and waited and waited. And what did he get? This universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like we're just like, in, in my previous dating experience, I was just like begging for scraps mm -hmm. when I should have just been saving my money <laughs> to get the, the, the real prime rib dish that I wanted, you know, and that's what happens if you wait and you value yourself and you make your life so wonderful that it's okay if you're alone, Yes. then the right person will come along. And I really do believe that. I really do believe that. It, I mean, I don't know in what time frame, whether it's going to be in the next five years or the next 20 years, but why would I lower my standards to be with somebody who's going to come into my life and disrupt my peace? Mm -hmm. Doesn't make any sense nope. why I would, well, I did that because I was desperate and I hadn't created a life that I loved. And you didn't know better. Lack of education. Yeah. I didn't, like we talked about last week, I didn't even know this was an option for people our age, yeah. you know, because <laughs> the dating app world is so, which is so crazy that us women have given into that it's an indoctrination by a culture designed to control women's bodies and we are unsubscribing unsubscribing right. that's right i agree <laughs> so let's make your dating bio are you ready yes okay so i like to start with the pictures now okay. do you want to show me the pictures that you would like to use and you can send them to me into the chat here, or you can put them on your phone and just show them up to the screen. I'll show you on my phone. Okay. So this is the first photo. Like that. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's just yeah. happy, Holly. Okay. Then there's a voice prompt and I'll let you listen to it. Okay. It says, my love language is. <laughs> we can't hear it. No, I, I, I could see that it's playing, but we couldn't hear any of it. Okay. I said, my love language, my love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch, but also food and adventures definitely food and adventures i like that so i'm just being silly okay okay the next prompt 
says, I need my glasses. To me, relaxation is, and I wrote, sitting in my hot tub, listening to music and watching the sunset with good food, always with good food. Nice. Okay. 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 So then there's this like the business part, your age, I'm 45, I'm a woman, I'm straight, 5'3", my town, white, I have children, dogs, cats, and fish, my sign is cancer, sometimes drink alcohol, I mean, not really, it's very rare, but it was none or sometimes or a lot, so. Right. I put yes for weed yeah. because I just want to be super transparent and honest it's always and no for the other drugs. Right. I put that I'm an event planner. I'm an owner of my own event planning business. I went to Liberty University. My religion is Buddhist agnostic spiritual. Right. My hometown, politically, I put I'm moderate, I'm financially conservative and socially liberal. And then it does now, it does ask like what you're looking for, for like short-term hookup, life partner. And I chose life partner and I wrote, to me, the definition of love is choosing to nurture the soul of a person you respect and admire. I want that. Okay. I, I I would I would switch that up. Okay. Because when we are writing our bios, we kind of need to speak man a little bit. Speak man? Man. So okay. men are, you know, men tend to be more nuts and bolts. They're not so much speaking about souls. But they are speaking to connection, devotion, work, partnership. Okay. Um, and so I think, you know, what, what you said before, I'm looking for somebody who can connect on a mental and emotional level before we hit the physical. That I'm is going to write that? That's, it's so nuts and bolts. It's so nuts and bolts, isn't it? It's straightforward. It is straight. That's exactly it. I was going to say it's concise. It is clear and it is concise. So I'm going to say I'm looking for someone who I can connect with mentally, emotionally, and spiritually before I connect physically. Right. Or should I say sexually? Physically. I would okay. Say okay. Um. And then you can add to that. I'm looking for something hot, but in big capital letters, H-O-T, hot. I'm looking for something hot for the long term, not the short term. Okay, I like that. That's spicy. Yeah, because it does add, you know, like it's just, it, it's it's indicating that 
you know, I'm not somebody who holds off on sex. I'm somebody who understands I'm more than just sex. Yes. So I'm looking for someone who I can connect with mentally, emotionally, and spiritually before I connect physically. I'm looking for something hot for the long term. That's all I can fit. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I love that. Okay. So then it asks what relationship type, like, do you want polygamy, monogamy, like all that stuff. And I chose monogamy. I've never experienced polyandry or polygamy or anything like that. So I actually don't really know, but right now, all I know is monogamy. Right. So that's what I'm putting, right? You want to think about where you feel safe. And some people can feel safe in open relationships. And some people prefer to feel just that one person. And that's, that's their, that's it. I, like when my husband and I first got together 17 years ago, I said to him, you'll be my only man, but I'm bisexuals and I'm actually looking for a girlfriend. So, you know, there may be a point where it's you, my boyfriend and this person, my girlfriend. And so that would be polyamory. And that yes. was me then. That's what I wanted then. I, I asked myself, what do I want? Always the most important question. What do I want? Before proceeding in anything, make sure you're weighing yourself properly, engaging what it is that you feel pulled towards. Give yourself time to figure this out if you need to, if you're feeling confused about anything. And so that for me was me then. And then, you know, 17 years ago, I'm in my 30s, right? I'm in my, I'm 50 now. And my sexuality has changed. You know, I, I no longer feel that desire to get in bed with women, to have this polyamorous relationship. And I've termed myself sexually lazy because, you know, I'm happy with my Saturday afternoon, little tryst with my husband. And sometimes we skip a week and I'm fine with that too. Sometimes it's, it's like, it's been, you know, two weeks without, and then the third week on. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm just... I'm just so okay with the level of sexuality in our relationship having greatly reduced. I mean, we went, girl, we went from three times a day, three times a day, morning, evening when he got home, before bed. So yes. from that to once a week, sometimes skipping a week or two, and I'm completely fine. So you will change and you will evolve. So if what you're sensing in yourself is I just want monogamy, then look for the person who's in the mindset of wanting monogamy. And maybe in that monogamous relationship, listen, you got three months to talk about sexuality and exploration, what you've done, what you might like to do. And there's there's ways of opening your sexuality without actually physically engaging with other people. I went to swingers clubs with both my husbands, but when we were there, I didn't want to engage with other people. I, I was there because I'm an exhibitionist and I'm a voyeur. And I like that that environment took me to a new level, right? Like as a, as a stripper for 20 years, I got to exhibit myself and watch other women exhibiting their, themselves. And that was fun for me. And going to a swingers club and taking it to the next level, like having sex and people were watching and watching people have sex. Like, ooh, look at this. Like, look at this next level of exhibitionism. And that was fun, but I didn't feel like engaging with other people. 
So you can you can take whatever you want to whatever level you want to. And in those three months, you might say to him, like, you know, like really, I really, I really feel like I want a monogamous relationship. But there's a little kink in my mind that says, I think it'd be fun to go to a swingers club maybe one day and just watch people. Yeah. If, yeah. if that's something you, right? And again, like you're thinking about yourself and defining yourself and understanding yourself. And then you'll try something maybe and and you'll be like, oh, you know, that was fun, but I don't want to do that again. And there's there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, I would totally love to do that. That would be super fun. So you can say um, monogamous, but with ideas. Yeah. I feel like I'm like you in that area. Like I'm monogamous, but I am a little bit of an exhibitionist as well. So that in. Um, you know, monogamous with a twist, right? Like we, you can say that monogamous with an exhibitionist twist. And then you go, who knows where that would go? And you just leave it there. Yes. So I don't, know if I want to write that in here because I feel like all the messages I get from men will be about that. Here's the thing. Okay. You'll get a lot of messages from men anyways. Yes. Right. And you're not going to respond to anything not worth responding to. You're not even going to go look at their profiles because you're not going to waste any time. The only people you're going to respond to are the ones who make it obvious that they've read what you said about yourself and respond to something that isn't just sexual. Okay. If they show Wait, an interest, okay. if they Wait, if they're showing an interest in your mind, character, personality, not just how good you look or your desire to have sex, that's worth reading into. But otherwise, it's just delete, delete, delete. So what you're saying is I don't even go have to go swipe through anything. Hallelujah. I make it easy. I make it so easy. We create a bio that reflects you. And then we only respond to the people who show interest in who you are, not just what you can offer. So, so I, I redid this account yesterday. I opened it up and in preparation for today to get comfortable with all the wording and I have like 25 messages from men already. And so what you're saying is if they just liked me, I don't even have to respond to that. Yep. Only respond to the men who actually like have read my profile and, and respond in a way like that. Written you a thoughtful message addressing who you are and their interest in who you are. Okay. I'm going to be real freaking honest with you, girl. As a people, recovering people pleaser, that doesn't feel comfortable, but it also at the same time feels exhilarating and freeing. Yes. So I'm excited about that because I've always felt like dating apps are like a part-time job yeah yeah and exhausting yeah. so 
I'm not even looking at profiles. I'm not swiping anyone. All I'm doing is responding only to thoughtful messages sent. About your personality, about the personhood of you. Okay, we'll have to go through some of these messages. Okay. And you can, and, and, and I can, okay. All right, so the next thing is an advertisement for my life looks like this. So okay. that's me and my sister. That's my natural hair. It's what I look like in the summer. Oh my God, it's what I look like right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So that's fun because I, at heart, I'm a pinup girl. Mm. You know, at heart, that's who I am. This is how my friends see me. Okay. And it shows that I have friends and a great group of women, but it also shows a full figure photo. And, okay. Yeah. There's a props question that says, I've known I, I, I'll know I found the one when, mm. here, and here's what I said. When we can go from four-wheeling in the mud to a cocktail party, when I feel physically and emotionally safe, and and when I respect and admire you, and when we laugh a lot, I love that. You do because you know, like like people will say, "How do I know? How do I know when I found the one?" And my answer is, he's a twelve out of twelve in the twelve character traits. Yes. He practices the three P's: protect, profess, provide. He's loyal and hardworking. And he makes you laugh more than anybody else. Yes. You've encompassed that. I did. I'm growing. Because it used to be different. When I pulled up my old profile, I had to make a lot of changes. Yeah. So I figured last night, I was like, I'm going to make all the changes based on how I've grown. And then we'll see if, if I actually have grown. And that's good. This is a picture called, it's about the simple things. And that's just me kind of with my natural makeup, no eyelashes, no big red lips on my farm. Yeah. Although they don't know that's my farm. Right. Okay. This one, I wasn't really sure about. It. The prompt is, oh, sorry. Let me, the prompt is, Facts about me that will surprise people. So I wrote, I'm a single mom of four teenagers, 50% of the time, and I live on a farm. I'm philosophical, spiritual, a power lifter, love cutting the grass, and used to be a pastor, smiley face. Okay, what do you think? The used to be a pastor part, I think is going to distract people from who you are. I think they might, I mean, Liberty University, I think we know, isn't it like kind of general knowledge that this is like a very Christian university? Yes. And so you mentioned that that's where you went to university. You did mention that you've had a shift in your ideology to more Buddhist. And then you say, yes. you master. and I, I think that's irrelevant. They used to okay. be, and I think it'll create a distraction. And I think it might confuse people because 
there's sort of like too much of the two sides. Whereas saying that you went to Liberty University and then showing your change in ideology, but then adding the pastor part, I, I think it kind of mixes things up a little too much. And I would okay. because I find it irrelevant to today. Do you feel okay. you how you were a pastor in the past? Is that still relevant to who you, you define yourself as today? So I would say yes, in the fact that I talk about deconstructing from Christianity a lot, but also in my heart, like once a minister, always a minister. I always love, so I still do run a women's ministry on my farm twice a month. It's not religious in nature, but I'm a minister. Like I want to help people. So, but, and the prompt was facts that surprise people. So that's why I said it, but we can change it. What about this? Okay. I've deconstructed and reconstructed and love teaching. How I don't know if I have enough. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have enough space. Uh, you could say speaker at heart. Okay. There so, are, I already say that I'm philosophical and spiritual, that I'm a power lifter and I love cutting the grass. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know we want I can to just keep it at that we can there's some there's stuff that we can leave for disclosure when you're getting to know somebody yeah I mean I used to be an abstinence until marriage instructor but if I say that yeah. <laughs> nobody will want to go out with me <laughs> So should I just leave it at that? Yeah, I would take out that part about used to be a minister. And then okay. this, this is something that you can you can throw into conversations. And then we'll be like, oh, wow, really? And then you speak about your journey of the deconstruction yeah. and the reconstruction. Hmm. Okay, we'll just leave that at that. Okay. Then. It's just two more photos. How I fight the Sunday scaries. And that's me at a sunrise with my girlfriend that we hiked. Right. Okay. I like it. And then the last one is a favorite memory of mine. So my family is Irish and I have two redheaded sisters. She got married on St. Patrick's Day. So this is like the wedding photo okay. of all my sisters. Lovely. And I have a Down syndrome sister, so I just kind of wanted to. I like this. I like how all these photos that you chose, you are representing yourself. Yeah. You represent your natural self. You represent your dolled up self. You represent your body. You are representing your friendships, how you have so many connections. You know, they, they should be looking at this, expecting you to be a social person. Yeah. So I see a lot of representation in these photos and that's amazing. There isn't any of the photos that I would change except for the first one. Okay. And it's a beautiful picture, but it's not engaging 
the specific person you're looking for. And the way to engage the specific person you're looking for is to have a picture that shows you doing what you want to do with that person. So when you bring a man into your life and you are doing something regularly that you want him to do with you, whether that's sitting in a rocking chair on your porch or fishing in your pond or going on a vacation, being somewhere, like if you would like to travel, walking on a beach, sitting by a bonfire, when you see yourself with the person you want to spend your life with, what are you doing the most together? Having sex. <laughs> we can't put that in. They have to earn that part of you. Yes, they have to earn that part of you. Than that. I love taking adventures. Okay, now define adventure. Trying new things, anything. Well, does the picture have to be like chest up or full body or? Having you at something, right? If there's like a certain team you like to go watch all the time. Like there's this. Okay, what is this? Where are you? Um, I'm in a trailer in Seattle, Washington. Can you pull the phone back just so I can, cause your phone up here blocks your voice from coming. So I see the picture. Oh. So what are you, what are you doing in this picture? I'm visiting the, freaking tower in Seattle that's what I'm talking about this okay. is action this is you doing something now you want somebody who can and and like I love that you you brought this one up because my mind was kind of going to you standing in a place with there being a space beside you going like you fit here kind of thing mm -hmm. right so I, so this ties into what you said about yourself in the beginning part of your bio, what you're looking for, somebody who can have adventures with you, right? So food, adventure. What were the yes. things you said you wanted in a relationship again? You mean where I said my love languages? Ah, my love language is physical touch, words of affirmation, food, and adventure. Adventures. Yes. So yeah. this ties into that adventure part. And a man who's adventurous looks at you in an adventurous location going, oh, interesting. So instead of it being a headshot, which is like, she's pretty interesting, it's you doing something you want to do with the person you want to be with. So this triggers his adventurous brain. Now, you're always going to get people who are just looking for bodies, looking for pretty faces, dropping, you know, basically copy and paste messages to you. Um, and, but again, you're looking for the one who says something about who you are, and they're going to pick up on that in your photos. They're going to pick up on that in what it is that you say about yourself. Okay. Yeah. Cause that is, so I can do a full body one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, um, interesting because everybody always says the very 
they all always say the thing they like most about me is my smile. So I always thought I needed to have my first picture as like with my you're more than just a pretty face, Holly. That's right. Yeah. You are okay. So I'll change that. In the meantime, do you want to hear what all of these let's do it messages are? So there are four that I met or they sent me like just, no, there's, there's 10 that have just like sent me likes, but they haven't responded, like started anything. Delete, delete, delete. Okay. So this one guy, this first guy says, Hey there, Holly, thanks for the like, apparently I liked one of his messages that he wrote, which I didn't mean to, where he wrote this year, I want to focus on personal growth through strengthening mental resiliency and strengthening, enhancing interpersonal relationships. And I was like, that's awesome. And I ended up liking it, but he wrote to me, Hey there, Holly, thanks for the like, hope you're having an amazing weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Next guy. Hey, Holly. Or hello, Holly. Hope you had a great weekend. What the fuck? How does that engage? It's it's copy paste and it's it's a low yes. effort. They've said nothing about you, which means they're interested in your attention to them but they're not paying enough attention to you. And yes. so if you're going to start off low level, why do I expect you to, right? Show me who you are. That's the beauty of the no kissing for three months dating role is listen, I'm not going after anybody and I'm not, I'm not trying to pull anything from you. There's no manipulation on my part. I just sit back and I say, show me who you are. You just said something. You said, they're not really interested in getting to know me. They're interested in your attention to them. That's golden. My attention to them. That's what I said to the Lowe's guy when I told him I'm I need to move on. I said. I don't think you really like me. I think you like how I make you feel and and that I provide you company, but you don't really like me. Okay, so this next guy, okay, I did send him a message first. Okay. I actually am not really, I was not really interested in him, but he had a prompt that said, if you don't know who Michael Scott is, we can't be friends. And I wrote him back. I'm like, are there really people out there that don't know who Michael Scott is? And he said, good morning, Holly. You would be surprised how many people have never seen The Office. Very upsetting. Ha ha. So how was your past weekend? Did you do anything fun? No. No. Because and why is that a no? Because you have a whole bio. I do. So 
he didn't take a minute or two to read your bio and say anything about you. You're right. Loser, not so, loser. So how was your weekend is a take. It's a take question. There's There was no give in what he said. There was no curiosity about you. It was it was a guy coming up at a bar saying, what's your name? That's a take opening. A give opening is if a guy comes up and he says, I, I just, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've had guys come up in bars. This honestly impresses me more than anything. When a guy comes up in a bar and says, you know what? I, I just want to say you look really good. And then walks away. It's a give. And so what this guy is doing when he says, how was your weekend? It's give me your attention. There was, he didn't, he didn't take any time to read anything about you and show curiosity about what you've said about yourself. You've already given him, you've given information. You took the time to write a bio. You gave information. He didn't take the time to read the bio. So he's looking to take your time from you without having invested his time in you. Let me just see if I got this clear. If they, a give opening is, let me give you attention. Let a me, take opening. Let me show you that I've taken the time to learn something about you because my curiosity about you is more than just you as a body, it's you as a person. Yeah. Okay, so the next guy who I think is smoking hot Chantel, and if I went on a date with this man and I didn't kiss him for three months, that would be a fucking miracle. <laughs> I want to jump his bones just through his profile. He had a great profile, great photos. Now he does start with, Hello, Holly. How's your Sunday? The weather is finally beautiful. And I did reply. Okay. And I just said, you know, I had a lunch date with my son. We just celebrated my daughter's 16th birthday. Okay, I might have already screwed up. But yeah. I said, listen, the things that I saw about your profile was that you love road trips and you like antiquing. Will you tell me more about that? Because I'm thinking you're full of shit. You're just trying to get in women's panties, right? Anyway, he goes on to talk about how, wow, we have similar weekends. I took my 13-year-old daughter on a date. Yes, my favorite place is to go to random mountain towns. Tell me about your kids. I see that you have four in your profile. How old are the other two? So have I already ruined it? I got to tell you, for me, hot is the first red flag. Oh, that he is hot? Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I love average, Holly. I love average. Average, an average looking man becomes so hot and sexy when you put on the love goggles, 
So it's it's easy to fall for the hotness because that's a procreation drive. Your procreation drive is coded about DNA. It's all about DNA. So your procreation drive is because your body is made up of DNA and DNA inside your body is its own entity. And I say that because DNA will change the body of the host to adjust to the environment, right? What the fuck? DNA will change the body of the host to adjust to the environment. Okay. Agree. Are we, are we on the same page so far? Yes. Evolution, my love, right? DNA will yes. change the host of the body to adjust to the environment so that DNA can continue to exist and recreate more DNA. So DNA inside your body is its own entity deriving you to recreate itself. You are a vehicle for the DNA. You were telling me to stay away from the hot guys? What I'm saying is when you see somebody and you are instantly attracted to them, it is your procreation drive because DNA wants to survive. It will not survive if it keeps mating with weak DNA. You notice weak DNA in physical form. You notice strong DNA in physical form. DNA is a structure. When the structure has symmetry, it is strong. Think of a bridge. When a bridge, the structure has symmetry, the bridge is strong. So when we look at people who we find attractive, if you Google attractiveness and symmetry and you click on images, you're going to see there's all these faces with lines in the face. So the pupils to the tip of the nose, the pupils to the pupils. Is it skewed because you have one eye higher than the other? Right? Right. So symmetry is what you are attracted to. So people who are symmetrical, have a lot of mating opportunities because a lot of people throw themselves, Holly. A lot of people throw themselves at the feet of these people because the DNA drives your procreation drive, saying, make some of this. Make this DNA. It's strong. And this is why people who are attractive have so much attention and so many people wanting to do them favors, to be of service to them, to gain their favor for the mating opportunity. It's all instinct. So I, when I see guys on here that are like, that act like they know they're hot and they're all like cool and they show like shirtless photos and all that stuff, they are hot, but I always go past them. Yes. This guy isn't like that. We don't know who he is yet. Right. We know what, what I will say is just based on his profile alone, I like him. We even without the photos. Right. And here's why. He wrote that he was spiritual and not religious, which I love. And that he's moderate in his political beliefs, which I love and is hard. And that he's looking for a long-term relationship that's monogamous. Right. He's got pictures, like all of his pictures are like smiling and happy and with his kids, but he blocks out the kid's face. He's not, I wouldn't say that he's traditionally handsome, but yes, I am like literally like throbbing for him down there. Can you see a picture? Can you show me? 
It's, I mean, he's on hinge, it's public. You're not doing anything wrong. Okay. Okay. I would, I would consider that average actually. So right. not bad. Good. It was, it was his profile. So when I see a guy that looks attractive, I'm like, eh, whatever, let me read your profile. But his profile made him more attractive. Okay. So now I kind of, I want you to reel yourself in. Okay. Yeah, I need to. Because what you have is an impression. Yes, I do. It's not reality. If I stand back 20 feet and I hold up a hundred dollar bill, your impression is this is real. When we come closer and you touch and examine it, your impression might change to this is fake. So I always want you to address the language in your mind because you will believe what you think. So you will be happy to know that I have thought about that. And here's what I'm using. I I I, I saw one of my girlfriend's ex-husband's on here. And I went through his profile out of nosiness and curiosity. And he did a great job on his profile. Like his photos, his everything is written perfect. And I know he's a complete and utter shit show. Mm -hmm. And I also know that he's on that Facebook group twice. Women. Yeah. Men. Men, have you dated? Have you dated this guy? So I know that it's not just my opinion. Lots of women think that he's a shit show. But his profile was immaculate. So every time I get excited about a guy on their profile, I, I tell myself, think about S like, think about his profile. His profile also looks immaculate and he's a shit show. So I did do that. Okay. Good, good, good. I still might've masturbated to him last night. You have every right to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. All right. So. Okay, so anyway, we're having, we seem to have, we're having good conversation. So we'll see how that goes. I want you to get him on a FaceTime ASAP. Okay. Yeah, because we're not wasting any time. We're not picking up pen pals and then all that time was wasted. So FaceTime ASAP. On the, and listen, if he's not willing to FaceTime, drop him like a hot potato. Okay. On the, I like that. On the FaceTime, I want you to bring up the no kissing for three months dating rule. And you want to do this when you're looking at their face. Because you want to see their reaction. If the reaction is angry, offended, if they use like, what? What? Holly, look at my face. What? If that happens, he's done. He's finished. That was an indication. If it's like, oh, okay, this is, I mean, I never, what? Like, so do you see how the intensity and the tone is there? I said, what each time, but there was like, what? So pull back, what? Like, how dare you? And then there's like a leaning in, like a curiosity. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this. I don't quite understand the concept, but I'm willing to learn. Yes. You want to see their face when you tell them about it to see what the 
initial, because the initial reaction is unguarded. It's unguarded. So I don't know. I I 100% I agree. Want to do the FaceTime. Yeah. I don't want to bring up the no kissing, but I absolutely will. You're the coach. What I'm, what's making me a little uncomfortable is giving my phone number out so fast. Burner. You need to make a burner. So can you FaceTime on the app? Or yes. Okay. So FaceTime on the app, never give out your private information, not your private email, not your private phone number. You can make burner emails and phone numbers in Google. Okay. I need to do that. Yeah. Burn a number in Google. Just because the moment they type my phone number in, they'll yeah. be able to find out where I live, my business, everything. Who you voted for. Like, I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. So do not give out your private information. Okay. The next guy also is no good. I liked a picture that he had of his back porch with a country view. And he wrote me, isn't it the best? I'm admittedly new to the country in North Carolina, but I could not be happier. It's such peace. Mm -hmm. Where's the curiosity about you? Where's the curiosity? Where's the question? Where's the anything? Yeah. Okay. Next guy. Now, this guy is very average looking. I don't get a tingle down there when I see him, but his messages are amazing. Okay, so he sends me a message right away. You are gorgeous in all of your pictures, but I love all the transparency and candor. It's so refreshing. I hope we can chat soon. I'm sorry, but I still don't know that you read a single word that I said. Well, so I wrote back. Okay, so I didn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I, so, okay. So I'm being too, you're strict. I, okay. So he's, so I wrote back, I said, well, thank you for actually reading my profile. I said, your profile appears to be emotionally intelligent, but maybe I should quiz you. You probably know your love language, but do you know your attachment style? Okay. <laughs> so he wrote, good morning, Holly. I actually do. I'm secure attachment. That's where I land. What about you? So I wrote back and then he literally writes me this huge thing talking about, it's just so emotionally intelligent. I mean, I don't know if you want to hear it. I would. Do you want to read it? To uh, yeah. He said, good use of the, oh, right, 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 right. Glad your journey has led to self-love. It's very critical. Mindfulness and focusing on gratitude have helped to align my internal compass. 
well, dot, 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 and wine. Funny face. I was married earlier in life. No kids. My, my daughter's, I was married early. Oh, so he must have a second. I don't know. My daughter's mother and I were friends for years. We wound it up in a serious relationship and had the most amazing surprise blessing. Our daughter, who was equally spent time with, she's moved on and has gotten married and has another child. So I'm happy for her, but I love being my daughter's dad and enjoying every possible second while I'm still cool. Mm -hmm. How long have you been single dating? By the way, where were you going in the red top with bandana and a hair cruising in a convertible looking super pretty? Guess you're going to be fine in the Jeep with no tops or doors. Is our first getaway going to be the beach or mountains? I'm a big Airbnb fan. Might be future faking. What did you say? I said might be future faking. So there's some presumption going on here. There's painting a castle in the sky. Look at the rosy future. Look at how wonderful I am. Look at the rosy future that we could have together. Men who are more grounded don't go so far ahead as to take somebody off pictures on the internet and then place them in their future. They might go, they might go there in their mind, but they're not laying it out because somebody who's more grounded doesn't want to do this and then this to you. But somebody who wants you to be swept along will start off with the sweeping along. Future faking. I have never heard that before. I don't find him attractive. Right. But is this, am I allowed to be talking about this? There's personal messages. Yes, this is this is your life. You okay. are allowed to talk about your life. You could go on TikTok and talk about your life. You have every yes, right. of course. And we haven't disclosed who he is in any way, shape, or form. Right. I won't show his picture. Okay, so future faking. So how do I we don't know what we don't know. And instead of getting swept up in the storytelling that they may be laying out and we don't know, we don't know if there's authenticity there or not yet, which is why we don't want to spend too much time on text, letting them build this castle in the sky. And then looking back going, I wasted hours and hours and hours of my time and my hopes got lifted up, but now I see this isn't the right person. So I like to get to who are you, what are you sooner rather than later so that your mental and emotional energy along with your actual time isn't being wasted. So this one too, there's an interest in you. I don't want to pull you back from your interests. I want you to find out if it's valid. So you're, you've, you, there's sparked an interest in two people here. And so get them on FaceTime ASAP instead of staying on text. You've had enough text exchanges to see that they are responding to you. So take it now to the next level. Let's FaceTime. If they're unwilling to FaceTime, goodbye. Good thing I found out sooner rather than later. You don't want to come face to face. Maybe this was a faker. Maybe this wasn't what their pictures are. And so getting to FaceTime is going to answer that question. 
having the conversation about the no kissing for three months dating rule on that first FaceTime is going to answer the question whether or not they're going to respect you. So okay. if there's anger, if they are offended, if they use certain keywords like withhold, why would you withhold? That word is entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. Withhold. It's like withholding from what? You're a freaking stranger. Yes. Entitlement. Mm -hmm. All right. The next guy I do not find attractive, but his message to me was your story has so much potential. How does one transition from being a pastor to a philosophical powerlifting farmer? And if there's good food, and if good food is mandatory, what Monroe restaurant qualifies? I love this. He's so not cute. Is he cute enough? Like, do you think, you know, again, like my husband, zero attraction for him. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have imagined falling for him in, in that first initial part when he was coming to see me at the club. And then the more I learned about him, the more I saw in his character, his personality, who he was, his confidence, right? Holly, let me tell you, confidence takes a five to a nine. Oh, I agree, which is why meeting someone in person is so much nicer. Yeah. I can't imagine sucking his penis. Okay. The height thing does is that with that is there anything about him that would physically okay? He's he is six two. I do like to climb a mountain. Oh, I don't want to show you his picture. But I listen, that was such a beautiful opening. It was so much desire to learn about you and show you that he was interested in you as a person and I would give that a chance and that is why I wrote him back yeah I said dude you totally scored points for actually reading my profile <laughs> like this is how men need to do it if you want to get a woman's attention and you don't and you're not that attractive or you don't have whatever Pay attention to her, like actually get to know her because I would have never written him back. If he had written, if he had just wrote, hey, how was your weekend? I, I just would have ignored that him completely. But because his message was so, I mean, he really took the time. Thoughtful, wasn't it? Yeah. Thoughtful. So I need to get on a FaceTime with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay we're doing it <laughs> so because, you know like like presence might do something for you the sound of his voice might yes do something for you but what did it for me was my husband's consistent kindness consistent intelligence and then the confidence I went holly whoosh do you know yeah. what I mean? 
It yeah, I know what you mean. Over, he had hijacked every single part of my being when I saw his confidence, my mind, my full attention. I could stop thinking about him. My body wanted him so much because everything, everything was in place. The consistency, the generosity, the intelligence, the ambition, the work ethic, and then the confidence. I was like, mm. so. I do realize that men are generally terrible at taking photos. So I do understand that they could just be bad at taking photos and, and in person and in real life, they're handsome. So I do agree with you on that. You know what the hard part is? The hard part is for women. We're so overwhelmed with men from these apps mm -hmm. that we have such a huge selection that we have to narrow it down quickly. And so generally we just do that based on their yeah. looks and a, a couple of small factors, superficial factors. Yeah. So I want you to stop seeking stop going to go look at other people's bios that time is better spent you're right doing anything else anything else your job is to sit back and see who sees you as a person see who sees me as a person so if they respond initially with you're so beautiful. You're so hot. Appearance stuff. Delete. Or it's a no. Delete. But if they respond with, you said this in your profile, tell me more. That's what we want to hear. Yes. Are you telling men this? You're telling men this, right? Are they not listening? If they're, I, I'm not out there telling men that. I'm in coaching sessions telling women this. Oh, so I shouldn't be telling this publicly. Is this a secret? It's it's out there. And I want it to be okay. out there because I want people to learn what it is that I'm teaching you. I think it's it's valuable for everyone to know. Now, will some guys use what they learn? Because listen, I am being studied by the players. Make yes, you are. The players are studying me because they know I'm changing the playbook. And so yes. they're adjusting with it. And this is why we use the no kissing for three months data roll. But we don't use it as waiting. We use it as a period of time to do our vetting. You're not just going to meet them. You're going to meet their people. When you think about, let's let's take a moment here and, and just kind of go over this ex that you had that made the insulting comments about your weight. And then yeah. you up and you got back together and he went back into being insulting. Let me, I'm curious about this. His friend group, his social circle, are they in any way, shape, or form a red flag? So interesting that you say that. Both of the men that I seriously have had serious relationships with since my divorce were brand new to Charlotte and had no friends before I met them local. So that is now, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is now a red flag for me. When I see men on the app that say new to Charlotte, 
it's a huge X. Yeah. And be by the way, that could be a lie just to have an excuse to not introduce you to their social circle to keep you separate from the social circle so they can manipulate and gaslight you. So part of your vetting process has to be their people. And if they don't have people, it's a no-go. Interesting. Yes, because... Yeah. So I never knew who their people were. I never knew... Yeah, you're right. That is a huge, yeah. Very interesting. This is like a science. You're, you're, it's a science girl. I love science. You or do. I would say, I fucking love science. I fucking love it. I love it too. Okay, so this next guy writes me, hi, not even my name. Yeah. Hi, who's from Scotland? Because he saw, I went through, I was like, what the fuck? So I went through my photos and that last photo is my brother-in-law's in his whole Scottish garb. So that was his, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I mean, he's trying. He went to the last photo. The last photo, but I don't, I don't see anything about what you wrote. Like who's from Scotland? Like, what does that have to do with you? Right. What does that have to do with you? So I wrote him back and I said, oh, that's my sister's, you know, I'm, we're Irish. That's my sister's Scottish husband. And he said, okay, well, good morning. So I do have, because oh, I asked him about his daughters and he said, my youngest is eight. Her sister is 18 as a freshman at Syracuse. I bring her home in the 10th. How has your time been on this app? Right. Does he seem interesting to you? He seems funny. Okay. He's average looking. So my intuition is oh god he's been on this app for a while and this is probably exhausting for him maybe he's making as minimum effort as possible and do you want somebody who shows up with minimum effort or do you want somebody who shows up ready to put in the effort excited about me okay good good question good question Okay, so here's another one. His first message to me is, oh my God, you know, I just, I just liked you on match like 20 minutes ago, right? Because <laughs> I had just set up my match one and then I was activating my hinge one in preparation for this. And I was like, no, I didn't see that. I haven't. Because on Match, it's really different. You have to pay like $50 a month to see more than three people who like you. So I'm like, yeah, no. He said, well, that's too funny. Thank you. That's too funny. And thank you, by the way. I'm helping a buddy move at the moment. I'll message you soon. So then he wrote back, okay. So how goes your Sunday? Did you deliver any sermons, power lift, or cut any grass today? Because you definitely have a diverse set of skills and interests. Good. Engaging. 
Curious. Very engaging. Curious. He read my profile. So, uh, so that's good, right? FaceTime or conversation. Three month. Watch the face. Watch the reaction. <laughs> Note. Even even like start keeping notes on people, right? Oh my God. Yes. I used to do that. I used, yeah, that's why it felt like a part-time job because I had a notebook of every guy. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by this. Like this taking over your life, trying to find somebody who's taking over your life. Like it's a part-time job. It takes so much from you to try and find somebody you're not seeking. You put yourself out there you're looking for the ones who are engaging in a curious way about who you are as a person. But I don't want you to go seeking anymore. You make your profiles and then you sit back and you see what comes in and you see the tone of what comes in. Okay, so last guy, he said... Okay, first of all, he had a prompt on his profile that said, I'm looking for pure and sincere love. So I commented, I said, hey, Charlie, what's your definition of romantic love? Because there are so many out there. And he writes back, I like your smile. It is so beautiful and sweet. That's it? That's what he writes back. He doesn't even answer my question. Doesn't. Yeah. What is wrong with these men? It's not that there's something wrong with them. Okay, it's you're called, right. It's called casting, right? It's called casting when you're fishing. And it's like, how's your self-esteem? Is it so low that all I have to do is make a compliment about your appearance and I get to reel you in? And that works. On hmm. some people. That's this is why you have such a low level copy paste responses that you see in your inbox because people who are fishing for an available body throw out this low level copy paste and some women will respond to that because they're it's again our sexuality is pimped so our indoctrination is when somebody pays attention to how we look we should be happy about that Okay. This is good. So what, okay, let me just, I know we're over on time. I'm so sorry. Just when I FaceTime, when we FaceTime, so I offer to FaceTime, I say, how do I say that? So you say, I'm loving this conversation. Let's get on a FaceTime. Okay. Convo, let's get on. I'm I'm writing this shit down. Yes. Let's get on a FaceTime. Short, simple, so what, concise. When we do, I'm not busting out from the get-go with the three-month rule, right? No, you're going to gauge how you feel about them in that conversation. Do I like how they talk to me? Do how am I feeling about the presentation? How do I feel about his background? Do you know what I mean? Because I seriously, like some, some of them aren't really thinking about what they're presenting behind them, right? So is there some 
do I see thoughtfulness even behind him? Not just what I'm seeing here, but like, as I look at his place, does it look like he's a slob? That's something to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that you're going to be kind of looking for engaging in that FaceTime. If you feel like you would like to see them on a date, then tell them on the FaceTime. That you tell them? Tell them on the FaceTime that you're using, you know, kissing for three months dating role and say, what do you think about that? Yeah. Okay. I have a million questions and I know we're running out of time, but can I just want to ask you this one question? Yes. My, I'm a communicator. I've never met a stranger. I'm outgoing. I'm an extrovert. I tend to carry conversations with people and what I have discovered with some self-reflection is that men love that. They love that I carry the conversation. And one of my exes, my first, the strong man guy, I was like that with us. And then over the course of the relationship, when I went through a busy time in my life, meaning like, I was moving as a single mom with four kids, you know, during a pandemic, I was moving and renovating and super busy. And he was so upset about our phone conversations and text exchanges. And he was like, you don't do this. You don't say this. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I, I do. I understand. I'm not doing that right now. I'm so overwhelmed. I said, but can we ask you, let me, can you ask yourself, do you do those things? Like you don't initiate conversation, you don't flirt, you aren't asking questions and being curious and da da da. da. I'm always the one having to do that. Mm -hmm. And okay, so my question is how do I like do I let them lead the conversations? Because I'll steamroll somebody in a conversation. What do you think? So a question that you can be prepared to ask is, what are you curious about when you look at me? Oh, you're so good at this. <laughs> it's like you're professional. What are you curious about? When you look at me. And and it's it's so open, isn't it? Yeah. So super open. So the next thing out of their mouth is going to be quite revealing. Yes. Whether or not they're going to talk about my physicalness or my four kids or that I live way out in the country. Yeah. Okay. So, and here's the thing. Men look at us. And the first thing is sex. It, listen, they're the seed planter. 24-7. Sure. I do not demonize that. It's mother nature. It's how this, a, you know, a, a trans man. So having shifted from woman, estrogen to testosterone, man, I study them. I study them to understand the difference because there's no better person to describe the difference, a trans woman says, I wear sweaters now because my skin is thinner. 
A trans man says, I wasn't prepared for the sex drive. Mm. Fascinating. So I don't demonize that. But the one who says, well, what I'm curious about when I look at you is how good you are in bed. Oh. That's where he's operating from rather than intellect and emotional intellect. So take that for that presentation and off he goes because you're more than just that. The one who says, I'm curious about your philosophy about this. I'm curious about how you've grown about this. I'm curious about how you raise your kids. I'm curious about anything else. He, listen, we, we all know he thought about you in bed. We all know that, but he went yeah. beyond that. He rose above it. Love it. Okay. So then like when I bring up the no kissing thing, do I wait until there's an opening where he's like, I'm curious about what it would be like to kiss you or something like that? Or well, if he says, I'm curious about what it'd be like to kiss you, it's pretty much the end of the conversation. There's no reason to have a no kissing for three months conversation because what he's letting you know is I'm leading with sexuality and I'm looking for somebody who leads with sexuality. And so what you're telling me is, is there are men out there that don't do that. Yes, there are men who are deeper. I'm going to trust you on this one, girl. Yeah. Because I would have heard that and just been like, okay, just like every other man, you know. Okay, so I just bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This makes me so... I'm just thinking, like, makes me uncomfortable to do this right away without even having going on a date. I guess because there is still a little bit of fear of rejection inside and I have to continue to tell myself that rejection is just redirection and, and that's okay. And that this whole method is to help me not waste my time. And part of the discomfort is this is different. It and, is different. And, and we will have discomfort at something different all the time don't we yes so we don't have to associate this discomfort to it feeling wrong or it being wrong it's you're just right. this is different you're right that's a much better approach it's just unfamiliar that's why it feels uncomfortable and after i do it a few times it'll be fine Okay. I want to give you homework. Okay. 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 So project today is that message about the FaceTime. This is an interesting conversation. Let's hop onto a FaceTime. I want you to send that message to all those men that we just talked about. Okay. okay. That's, that's your next message to them. We're not pen paling here. We are progressing. So this is your next message to them. And this is today. So today you're going to schedule those FaceTimes with the ones who are willing, the ones who aren't, we're just deleting those ones. Can I just say my, my 
I think how I would, my default would be to say, to make the, the to make that message longer. Hey, I would like to FaceTime with, uh, I love this conversation. Can we FaceTime because, and I want to give a reason. No, it's, it's a no, Holly. Do you know why? It's a no. We are, we are clear. We are concise. And you don't need to add extra words to sugarcoat or soften anything. I and, am so girl. And, and we're going to pull back from that. We're going to pull back from that. This is an interesting conversation. Is it not? Yes. I, so interesting conversation. Let's hop onto a FaceTime. This is an invitation. It's not an ask, right? Can we is an ask. No, my love, you're more powerful than that. Okay, so I'm directing. You are directing. You are inviting. I'm inviting. It's an invitation. It's not an ask. You don't need permission. You are inviting. Do you want to join me? Let's, that word let's. It's, do you want to join? So let's FaceTime. Okay. No need to sugarcoat. I like to sugarcoat. And if he says, oh, well, you know, technology, not quite sure how, your response is, go ask the youngest person you know. Okay. Let, and let me know when you're ready. No, not that. Go ask the youngest person you know and leave it at that. I'm still sugarcoating. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a sugarcoater. What the hell is wrong with me? Why do I do that? People pleaser? People pleasing. Because you feel you need to soften everything to be accepted. Yes. Yeah. Because I am. In in who I am, I'm a very strong woman. I, I know what I. And so. As unfortunately in society. God, and even on like these social media platforms, if I literally just state, even with a smile, my boundary, I'm a bitch, like I'm a, I'm controlling, I'm an asshole, da 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 To whom? Oh yeah, to idiots. To the wrong people. And to the wrong people. Care. Well, people who don't care about us think about us? No, we don't. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's my, so my homework is FaceTime. Do I have anything else? Schedule the FaceTimes. So schedule the FaceTimes and if they want to hop on soon, that's perfect. Sooner rather than later, they're on board. Let's do it. I want you to take notes during or after your FaceTime. I want you to schedule your next session with me. So listen, even after the first one, I want us to keep rolling with this because I like, I want to keep educating you, keep narrowing that funnel down with you. So I have to tell you that a fear of mine is that one of these guys could be it. And then he finds out that I've showed his picture, talked about him. One picture and there's been nothing defining about anybody else. Okay. And I still don't feel reassured about that. 
I'm, I'm nervous about showing their pictures. Let's put it this way, Holly. You're okay. here for something that hasn't happened yet. I am. So let's acknowledge that you were fearful over something that hasn't happened yet. Yes. I think what would make me most comfortable is maybe if I just don't show pictures and names, but can still talk about them generally. At least now I know what you consider hot. Yeah. So now I know, I know the metric for hot for you. Yeah. So that's good. There are, there are men that like he was hot as a whole. There are, there were lots of other men that were just plain freaking hot, right? but their profile sucked. So I was like, it was a no. Right. So when I say hot, that's, a, it's a whole picture. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. How are you feeling? <laughs> Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yes. It's not a bad thing because there's it's not, there's always Listen, before I went on stage and gave my first talk at a trade show, I was hella uncomfortable. Yes. Before I did my first radio interview, I was uncomfortable, right? That that time, that space leading into it, like, like I know I'm going to do this. And the day that I do this, that space was filled with discomfort because I'm doing something new. I'm doing something different. Just like if you applied for a job and they hire you, you're getting ready for your first day feeling uncomfortable. Discomfort yes. doesn't mean bad. It just, it's just, it's, it's a transition period. It's in between. Yes, but I will also say I'm equally uncomfortable as I am relieved. Because you telling me that I don't have to go through and make all these matches and I don't even have to reply to these people I only reply to the men who are interest are giving. Wait, I wrote it down. I'm in. They're they're giving and they're having an opening that's giving. Yeah. Let me give you attention. Let me. Oh wait, I'm only replying to the men who have read my profile and make a comment about who I am, not who, what I look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that is freeing. Like that makes me feel so relieved. And as a recovering perfectionist, overachiever, people pleaser, that makes the app thing much better. Yes. Okay. Hey, Holly. Okay. Thank you so much. Ah, I'm looking forward to the next one, my love. Okay. <laughs> Bye, darling. Have a fantastic oh. day. You too.